Hey everybody, welcome to the Fresh Air and Parland show, episode number 25, the silver anniversary of the show. Welcome, Fresher. Silver. Are you excited about silver? I'm pretty excited. By the way, everybody, this is Fresher over here. And this is Parlance over here. Uh, we uh, we will be monitoring our tweets, so if you feel like you want to reach out to us, we could be reached on Twitter at Fresh and at Fresh and Par, or you could reach us on uh, the Facebook for, at Fresher and Parlance Show. Or... And also, if you're not uh, so lucky to be watching this live, just tweet us anyways at Fresh and Par. Tell us just like willy nilly comment about whatever we're talking about, and we'll probably get back to you. So. <laughs> And we do have an 8% failure rate uh, for our shows crashing in the middle of it and improvising and then getting it all back together. 8%? So, yeah, well, we had two happen in 25, oh, right? Oh, that's true, that's true. That is yeah. uh, some stats. That's but they'll, it came together in the end. They're edited. So edited. you only have to experience the excitement if you're watching live. Yeah, which a couple people were, and, and we lost our audience. So, um, so anyway, welcome, uh, Fresher. How are you doing this week? Glad to have I'm you back on the air. Quite fine. Just uh, you know, having some weeks. It was. I think the weather was really nice this week. I think like it was not too hot and not too sunny, but still kind of warm, and some nice clouds with a little bit of rain, but like not so rainy that you can't go outside. Yes, uh, my tomato plants needed to be watered, though. It was a little drier. It was on the drier side. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, but that I was mean, fun. Some it was good. With the clouds. I was able to fish, was able to golf, was able to uh, do some... Uh, that's pretty much all I did, really. Did you catch anything? I didn't catch anything. Oh, my gosh. What were you fishing for this time? Trout. Oh, trout. It's not for the... It was coho before, right? It was steelhead before. Oh, steelhead. That's this right. was for just rainbow trout, and I did not catch any trout. Rambo trout? Rainbow, not Rambo. Rambo's a whole, yeah. <laughs> rambo trout, I don't, I don't think you can catch that one. Yeah, you, can, you can't catch the rambo trout. As a matter of fact, he may catch you. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a fish dressed up like Rambo. I can kind of imagine what it would be like. Definitely need a bandolier. Well, the, the question is, how would he shoot his gun? Or she? I mean, I think that the you know, I'm imagining a cartoon version, I guess. So a fish has hands? Or, I mean, you just put, like, a shark laser on it, basically. Oh, yeah, but then how does it fire it? With its brain? With its brain, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how the sharks fire it. I don't know. I've never seen a laser shooting shark. Oh, you know, like on Austin Powers. Yeah, and I don't remember actually ever seeing a laser shoot. That's true, but I assumed that they were brain-controlled. I, you know, more so a fish, just a fish with hands might be interesting to look at. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, well, how, how else? I mean, the weather has been beautiful here, uh, and it's supposed to even continue to be beautiful. So we never had what they call here in Seattle January. I've uh, never even heard of that. I, so I've never heard of it either, but I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and Dan Savage was on, you know, the uh, self-help sexual guru yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that he... From Savage Love. Yes. He actually is based in Seattle, and he was a fucking big downer about it. And <laughs> I was, I wanted to tweet him and be like, yo, asshole, it's there's January, what are you talking about? We've had, like, one of the, the best Junes on record. And he's <laughs> a downer about Seattle weather. He's like, I'd rather live in Chicago. Who would rather live in Chicago? Come on. 
I guess him. I I really like the weather here personally. Me too. I like that it's not. It's super medium. It's not too hot. It's usually not too cold. It was voted the best summer in, of any U.S. city last year. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. I didn't know no, that. On no, what? No, I like, forget. Um, uh, Metropolitan Magazine or something. Oh, no. It was like U.S. News and World Report or Travel, uh, you know, whatever the hell those I'm always surprised when Seattle gets voted, like, best anything or just anything at all, actually. Yeah, well, they always have those lame ones with, like, you know, best space needle. Seattle. <laughs> it's like, yeah, duh. It's the only one. Right. So, but yeah, no, last year, I think Portland, Oregon was number two. Because the Pacific Northwest, gets, we don't get any, we received no rain for the for three months, and it's 72 degrees is the average temperature. You can't no go rain. wrong. No rain. We get, I mean, we don't get I any like rain. It rains, but it's usually like at night and the early morning. We and didn't. Like the main part of the day is no rain. We did not have rain for th- almost three consecutive months last 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 year. Oh but yeah, that's right. We it was a record or something, and then it like rains slightly in the morning one day, and it like broke the not having a record. Right. So yeah, we there's very little precipitation. So the the old stereotype of Seattle gets a lot of rain is only true for nine months of the year, and even then it's 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 a light drizzle. Yeah, I, the light drizzle is the part that I would be you know talk about, but then the World Cup, you know. I'm not that excited about it, but I'm glad that we set up a, uh, now that we're, you know, in the final part, the death group or whatever it's called. No, so the group of death was the group H or whatever I think it was. The Essentially the, the, the group Why that they you... Why do they have letters? Why do they have letters? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Good question. They're European. I don't know. A, B, C, D. Those Europeans and their letters. Yeah, um... So, yeah, the U.S. was in the group of death. They advanced. So, essentially, there's four, eight, eight groups of four. The top two advance. And today, the U.S. squadron, squad, team? Is it called? Club? I don't know. I think it's a club. Football oh, club. I feel like it doesn't really matter. We, I mean, it's, well, anyways, yeah, the club, team. Yeah, so, so they, they, they lost to Germany, but they had enough points and goal differential to uh, beat out the fourth-ranked team in the uh, group, which was Portugal, fourth-ranked team in the in the world in terms of club rankings uh, yeah. by country, uh, to advance to the round, the elimination round. So the top 16 will be now fighting out, uh, fighting it out. Um, so we will be playing Belgium uh, next Tuesday. We're totally gonna win. Maybe. But uh, I like that. So I watched the game. I think it's the only game that I watched the whole time was today. I got, like, half of it in the morning because everyone was going from work. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I like everyone, that. Everyone? Lost. Everyone was going? Pretty much work. everyone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that we lost and won at the same time because, like, we lost the game, but then it's like, oh, but we got in the thing because we beat by points or something. Yeah, That's so, weird. yeah, we essentially, because of the the outcome of the other game, even though we lost, we were able to advance because it's based on points, and as I said, it's the top two teams go. So we, by goal differential, beat out Portugal and Ghana for the final spot on the uh, on our group. So yeah, so it it was a it's a fun thing. I think a couple lot. It's been a very exciting World Cup. There was a Uruguay player um, uh, made a lot of news this week. He uh, bit a oh, player. Oh, the biting guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, he bit a player, and he was... But uh, he, apparently he does it all the time or something? So this, I believe, is his third time being uh, having bit someone. But he bit, uh, he bit an Italian defender, um, and it was... Uh, and he got suspended. They, the ruling came down today. He was actually was he suspended again. He suspended for eight, I believe, eight games. So that's basically the whole World Cup. Pretty well, definitely the whole World Cup plus more. And yeah. and I believe he has a four month suspension or four months. I don't know what the four months is, but if is that, he a good player? Yeah, he's like one of the top ten best players in the world. Oh, that sucks for that team. Well, yeah, well, dude, keep your teeth in your mouth. See, <laughs> keep your teeth in your mouth. Yeah, don't, it's not Leonardo with, like, keep, the, keep your dick in your pants. Keep yeah, your teeth actually, in your mouth. <laughs> so, it's kind of to compare this. Yeah, I mean, it would probably be, I wonder what his suspension would be if he, like, jabbed him with a penis. <laughs> I don't know, I think it would be harder to pull off. Hey-o. <laughs> Ho. Um, but, uh, in other news... I had been talking last week and maybe the week before that uh, I had ordered a new laptop at questionable, uh, questionable store or whatever. So what is it? Do you want to give the questionable store's URL? Or are you afraid to, afraid to? I don't even remember what it is. It's like BLT Tech or something like that. It's B. I'm sure if you search a BLT, it would work. I guess. But so, you, uh, so get, just give some people reminders because I think we need to uh, we need to call these these clowns out. Go ahead. Oh, do you want me to find the actual thing? No, that's fine. I'm looking it up right now. BetterLifeTechnology.com? I mean, it has the letters BLT in it. So it's definitely not that. No. Better Life Technology is a flooring company, so it's not that. But anyways, so, yeah. like, they're ordering it from the manufacturer. I got a deep discount, though. But they they had said that it would be there by today at their warehouse so they could ship it. But it's not there, so they emailed me and said, like, oh, we haven't heard from the warehouse, like, We'll update you soon when we find out more, but your credit card's not charged or anything, so you know, you're still in the waiting line or something like that. So. Got, got it. Is it BLT? Is it shopblt.com? Probably. I guess I could just go to my email and check. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it had good reviews and everything, so it might just be this product or something. But I'm, this computer's so slow. I mean, it feels more slow now. I'm considering just buying it at, like, full price. It could so just be a scam to, like, make people so frustrated that they just buy it at full price. That would be the scam. <laughs> yeah, but from who, though? Like, uh, affiliated? Yeah, it totally wouldn't even be them. Like, other companies would, like... Yeah, it's ShopBLT. Got it. So ShopBLT, if you have a, if you have a, uh, a, a person listening, because we do have a viewer right now, and if you're affiliated with BL, ShopBLT, get your shit together. <laughs> don't get mad at our viewer I mean <laughs> but um yeah no so that's disappointing yeah that is so that new laptop yeah that'll be exciting maybe I can do more effects or something because this one's not that powerful so speaking of uh, reviews have you ever have you seen that story um about a- the the Amazon reviewers and how they uh they were sending season desist letters to people who negatively reviewed their products on Amazon. What? No, I've never heard that. Yeah, so there was a, a, a modem company. Yeah. Who had a, a modem that was like one of the few things they sold, and 
Um, you can find this online, and maybe I can even search it as I'm talking. I don't yeah. remember the exact details, but the bottom line was is that this company essentially created a, uh, a sort of like a, not a knockoff, but a very um, kind of like, ge- not generic, but second-tier modem. The, yeah. their, sole, their sole business was on Amazon.com. And a person review, reviewed the product and looked at the specs and essentially said to people like, yo, this thing is kind of a bit, uh, you know, it's, it's the exact same specs as this one, uh, and uh, I don't know if I could recommend it, blah, 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 blah. I have, Just so you know, I am not a reviewer of this product. I haven't bought this thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it was just an honest review of the specs and the product, and I think even stated outright that he didn't purchase the product. Yeah. Um, and they sent him a cease and desist, and they. But like, how? But how does that like defamation of of like essentially trying to kill the kill you know essentially bad mouthing the company kind of thing? But I mean, what is he supposed to cease? Just like you can't they just remove the review? No, they cannot re- remove the review. That's the thing with Amazon. You can't. But remove so then, how? So I don't understand what's like he's not like fined or anything. Well, no, they were going to threaten legal action against him. That's weird. So, um, so then the um, so what happened was this guy took it public to Reddit. Saying, yeah. Like check out this these asshats who have sued me, uh, or send me this letter, and uh, and it, then it picked up some steam. Yeah. And as it turns out, there, there was no review. The, the guy was like, I made the review because he's like, there was no, outside of the Amazon, there was absolutely no, what looked, seemed to there be... There's no reference to it anywhere else, so you couldn't find anything. Right, exactly. So he was like, and it seemed like all the reviews were a little bit shilly, like, not real. Yeah. Or, like, you know, just not very good. So he did a technical analysis of the product. Yeah. And then, as it turns out, um, not only, this was just happened, this was probably a month ago, um... This was their sole line of business. Uh, Amazon terminated that company's account. Wow, really? Yeah, Amazon struck back and just said, "Fuck you, don't." I know because that's kind. Of, I mean, that's the whole point of crowdsourcing. If you can't handle one bad review, like you don't have a good product. Exactly. Yeah, and it's terrible, like PR too. Like, get over it. I know. That's yeah, ridiculous. I love when you can find just like super ridiculous things on Amazon, and the reviews are totally a joke. Right. Like, oh, I, like like when we were looking at a fake skin for tattooing or something. Those are some good reviews. <laughs> or like, a, <laughs> or like what? A, I don't. Know, I can't even remember. There's so, so many ridiculous things that like are totally fake. Oh oh, church wafers. Those have some good reviews. There's a lot of um, also like there. Sometimes products get kind of get meat like. For whatever, remember that I forget there was an onion article about uh, the 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 pony video. What was it? Do you remember that one? The about, pony video, no. Like the new social network, and they were talking about how they were no longer on Facebook, but they were instead commenting on this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a thread underneath a YouTube video. It's like <laughs> let's meet under the pony, and then, like yeah. it's just, like threads and subthreads, and so like it was totally a social network just on some random message board. Well, yeah. And so I feel like sometimes that happens with products on on um, on Amazon every once in a while, where like a lot of people just all go to one 
product and just start, yeah. like... <laughs> and they comment a bunch on it. Yeah, they comment a bunch on it, and they create a whole, like, kind of, like, little community around that one product that, has, that bears absolutely no relation to the use, like, a usage case for that product. <laughs> I feel like that happened recently because there was this thread about uh, the most expensive products on Amazon, and they're, like, super expensive, but then people just, like, wrote stuff, like, ridiculous about it. Like, I was looking at, there was this cord, like just an HDMI cord or something like that, and it costs like $10,000 or something ridiculous. And like, there was reviews like, yeah, this HDMI cord, it worked pretty good, like connecting to my diamond-encrusted DVD player. <laughs> 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 Stuff like that, you know, where it's... Or it was like, it was great, but then I had no house to put the TV or yeah, the... Yeah. Yeah, was a bunch of, yeah, stuff like that. I think you showed me that. That was very funny. I love that. I like when like certain little niche uh, communities kind of like latch on to certain things and kind of create a little jokey jokey for for yeah. us for us consumers to have a little laughy laughy. If you know what That's I'm saying. That's so ridiculous that they get sued. They they just as the producer they can put a sub comment. You know what I mean? I've seen that where it's like a response from the the seller. Like I'm sorry that you had trouble. Like. Contact customer support or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Well, the thing is, he didn't buy the product, so there was no like contact customer support. So I see. So I see rebuttals the most in, on TripAdvisor. So I'm a, you know, I am an avid traveler. I will yeah. often see uh, management rebuttals of negative reviews on TripAdvisor all the time. I mean, I think it's a pretty good. I mean, it's awesome to have that option. You know, like essentially, it's like pleading the case. And I, I mean, sometimes a lot of, I think a lot of people who complain, particularly on Yelp, I don't know if like people like rebuttal on Yelp, but like some Yelp like Yelp reviews, Yelp reviewers are like retarded a lot of the time. So like, I went to this restaurant and like I had to wait like thirty minutes, and it was totally unacceptable. And it's like some super popular restaurant where obviously you're not going to get in like you know in less than an hour or something. You know what I mean? I actually, so I actually know a Yelp power user. We, maybe we should bring her on. Yeah. Um, but she knows all about the crazy, uh, the crazy rules to actually be a published Yelp reviewer. Oh yeah, I know that. Like you have to like, you, they get erased if you haven't been active for a long time or something. They don't, and and the reviews don't. If you if you only have like a certain amount of reviews within a certain period, they don't affect the overall score of the of the restaurant. I feel like that almost makes it worse, though, because you're not getting real reviews. You're getting, like, procured reviewer reviews. No, you're just getting fucking Yelpers. Yelpers who just live and die by the Yelp. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I mean, like... It's the cult of Yelp, which is, like, the cult of Yelp, they rarely give poor reviews because they've, they're just, like, wankery. They just, like, <laughs> they get a daisy chain and they just bang each other. <laughs> I know, right? But, yeah, no, uh, but anyway, I find Yelp useful. Um, I like... I know, I usually check it. I mean, even though, like, I pretty much disregard their star ratings and stuff, I'd still check it. I check Yelp... Judge it on how many reviews there are. So Yelp has two key features, like, when I'm traveling. For instance, when I was in San Francisco two weekends ago, um, I didn't know where to go in a couple places, and it's useful when they have that uh, nearby restaurant function, and then you could... Uh, make options for, like, what's open now or, like, what's new. And oh, yeah, the what's open now thing is super useful. Yeah, so, I mean, those are, like, some key features, which I think 
that's totally Google could totally rip that off. I you know yeah, actually I'd used the Google one for the open time and they were wrong and it sucked because I went and the place wasn't open. <laughs> I've had I was that actually pissed. I've actually had that happen too. So I used Google. We were gonna go to the um, what's the name uh, the sushi place uh, in Wallingford. Um, they also have a place in um, in Bellevue. It's very famous, very small. Um, and what doesn't matter. We, we uh, I was going there after work. Looked in Google, said it's open. We get there, closed on Mondays. And we were there on a Monday, and it didn't say that in Google. So I always we, forget that restaurants are closed on Monday. Like, that's, like, caught me, like, at least, like, 10 to 20 times. Yeah, it's rough. Like, it's, oh, Monday, restaurants, the worst. And sushi restaurants in particular typically close on Mondays. I feel like, surprisingly, a lot of Korean restaurants are closed on Sundays, too, which also gets me off. I just assume if it's a Korean restaurant, it's going to be closed on Sunday. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the, um, it's the, the Christian. Yeah, the super Christian, exactly. Yeah. But, in other news, yeah. the quadrocopter, which was also a topic of discussion in several previous episodes, I didn't get it to work yet, but I did get some new parts, and I was, I'm closer. It's not quite working. I really need to get it to work for summer so I can get some videos and hopefully play them on our show. So, have you heard, speaking of your drone, because I meant to bring this up to you, uh, actually... Um, in casual conversation? In casual conversation, but I'll just bring it up in official uh <laughs> Official recorded, documented. Yeah, so, have you heard anything about the, the, the FAA rulings or about drones? Uh, I know that they, like, in some states, they said it was okay, but on an interesting topic with that, though... In Seattle, there was an article that someone was, like, uh, flying some drone outside someone's apartment building, like, up, like, on the 8th or 10th story or something, and, like, they opened the window and they saw the camera, like, in there, and they, like, called the police and stuff, but the person, like, landed and, like, took off, and they had, like, the vehicle type and everything, but they didn't catch the person. So from what I heard, um, here's what I've heard on that story. That it, it was actually the realtor was doing a shoot of the video of their building. Oh, really? And the woman was, it was a woman who was naked. Oh, really? Yeah, this is clear. This is what I heard. This is what I heard. I mean, that, that sounds like the worst case as in, like, what you try to do, but then, like, if that just circumstantially happened, <laughs> that's kind of unlucky. I would tell you something. There, there are so many... There's like there's also that video of the woman beating up the kid who had the guy with the drone on the beach. Have you seen that video? No, I've never, I haven't actually looked for like secret drone videos or whatever. No, it's this actually... isn't secret. This this kid was um flying a drone on the beach and yeah. somewhere in Jersey on the East Coast. And I think it was on the East Coast. It could have been L.A. And some lady calls the cops and then just beats the piss out of them. What? Yeah, I it was. Seen that. Yeah, well, I'll, you look it up. So wait, what was the, was the video of the beating on the drone? No, he turned on his cell phone. Oh. He turned on his cell phone. He's like, help, this lady's assaulting me. And and she, she, for whatever reason, thought it was illegal for what he was doing, but it wasn't. First off, you're in public. He was just yeah. flying a little... He was essentially flying your quadcopter around with a camera yeah, yeah. on it. And she like thought it was illegal, called the cops, and then he refused to do anything, and then, then she beat him up. Like, beat the shit out of him. And now she's in jail. Well, that's good to know. I know it is, like, the rules are kind of dubious for what you can do, like, because I don't think you can just go fly remote-control planes 
in like you know a pogo. You can fly a kite though, so that's maybe similar. Yeah, so but, put some cameras on a kite. I know. Ow! I just whacked I will, like I have a camera that you can do that. It's just one of those thumb drive cameras, and then it'll just keep recording, and so you can like let it out and then come bring it back and then look at what the recording was. Right. I've, yeah, that's I've seen people I think put those on little rocket ships and shoot them into like orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like little rocket ship makes it sound way cooler. <laughs> but, right. Uh, then, then you mean then with a Pepsi bottle, some Zima and Sprees. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me too. There's some new show like preview that I saw that um a guy dunked himself in like a vat of diet coke, but like in a um Mentos suit. So you had a whole suit of, like, Mentos. And? And, like, it super explodes and goes all crazy, <laughs> but he's in it. <laughs> but they, like, kind of cut it out because they want you to watch the show. I don't remember what the show was, though, but it looks... I, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least watch the YouTube the next day later. I know. It's basically one of those dunk tanks where, like, they throw stuff at him until he falls, but it's, like, Diet Coke and he's covered in Mentos. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of fun, actually. I know, I don't know, like, because it would be just all fizz, like, all over you. Yeah, it would be great. I mean, as long as you don't, like, die because you can't breathe. That's true. That's always, you know, always a plus to not die. So uh, I did, uh, on my side, I did watch, uh, I did have a couple things I wanted to talk about in the media. Media's going. There's stuff in the media. Yeah, it's a good time uh, for cable, you know, cable shows are premiering, so... I, you know, Sci-Fi has two shows called um, Defiance, which premiered last year. So I had a, I watched the first couple episodes, and then I kind of tuned out only because I recorded it and got lazy. Yeah. Um, so I re-watched, and Prime um, has them on their streaming service. No other service has it. That's as a matter of cool. fact, Comcast, which had them streaming, two ninety nine an episode if you want to stream them on Comcast. What? Yeah. Ooh. That's, Speaking of uh, buying stuff on, um, you know, streaming, whatever, I totally bought the first movie that I've, like, I got it on Google Play just because I couldn't find it and I was too lazy to download it. But $15 is kind of a lot. What What did you pay $15 for? I got uh, the um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Whoa. You paid? I thought you didn't, I thought, I thought you saw that in the theater. No, I didn't see it in the theater. I kind of wanted to see it, and, like, I, like, was too lazy to download it, and I just wanted to watch it. And I mean, it worked seamlessly, but still $15. It was $5 to rent it, but I decided, like, I don't really want to rent it, because the renting, like, you, once you start it, you only have 48 hours to finish it. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. It seemed annoying. But so now I, that's the first digital, like, media thing that I own, I guess. Well, you mean that you paid for, probably. I mean, that I own, yeah. It's on, like, a service. Right. <laughs> um, I've bought music on a service, Amazon Music Store, Rhapsody. I've never got any music. Really? We used to get free... You remember when we worked for that other I know, company? I like, it was a super pass or whatever. I, like, never hooked it up. It was super a hassle. Yeah, you're right, it was. Like... The team didn't even, they're like, that team disintegrated at some point, and then nobody knew how to get it. Even the people, I talked to several people on that team, and they didn't, like, oh, yeah, I just had it set up a long time ago. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, it was a pain in the butt, but it was, um, my wife figured it out after I showed her, and she was very diligent in getting that album a month. 
I know. I totally like thought about it several times because I worked there for way long. I just yeah. never did it. You could literally have an album of everything. <laughs> I know. Fifty-two but, albums a year, or no, twelve. It wasn't. A week. I did copy all my playlists be- like before I lost the service, though. Oh, that's cool. That's what was important. How'd you do that through some illegitimate program? I mean, I didn't copy the music, just the playlist. Oh, just the playlist, yeah. And then I re—I made a script to re-import those playlists into Google Music, and so I like it kept all the same playlists because the, the song overlap was enough. That, my friend, is one of the nerdiest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you wrote a script to recreate the the playlists between programs. By the way, great business idea. You should sell I know, it yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't do that right now. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, I just, it was annoying, and I, like, didn't want to lose my playlist. That was the only thing I really cared about. Um... So, also, this... So, I'm sorry, back to the, the shows. Oh, yeah, the shows, sorry. Watch, watch the... That's fine. First episode of Defines. I watched it. Um, I watched it pretty much... I watched, I think, an entire season in two days, or two and a half days. So that was, like, 12 episodes. That's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of TV. That is um, And pretty good. Pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Um, so it wasn't as good as the first season? No, this was the first season. So I, I watched it in preparation to catch up so I could watch the second oh, oh, that's season. Oh, I see, yeah. And then uh, they premiered another show called Dominion, which I, there's a, uh, it has no relation to the card game, the board game that I really like called Dominion. Yeah. Um, but it's like an angel story. That's weird. So essentially, angels came down, but they're not good. And they're ripping shit up. Well, it's kind of like a dogma. That's what happened in that. Sort of very very similar, and there's like one good angel, and he's helping the humans out, and right now they're living in Vega, which is just Las Vegas, but they got rid of the loss and the S at the end, and now they just call it Vega. That's weird. I mean, I guess it sounds cool, but I, it's weird. And the, um, there might be some, is a Vega a biblical thing? Because uh, maybe it is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know much, I don't know much about the Bible to be like, yeah, that's what that means, but... Um, calling it. I, it's biblical. Uh, so anyway, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good show. I so will. That was better than the other one. Well, it's one episode versus an entire season. Um, oh yeah. So I can't really fully judge it. I would say right now, Defiance was. I would say out of the scale of one to ten, Defiance is like six and a half, seven. Um, I can't like that first show was like maybe a seven of 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 Dominion. Yeah, but, uh, I'll give it. I'm gonna before I make a final judgment on a full-on recommendation. Uh, right now, I'll be like, watch it if you like post-apocalyptic kind of weird disaster stuff. Watch it uh, with yeah. with some religious overtones. Um, um, but yeah, it's not. It didn't blow my mind. It wasn't like the first episode of Lost where you're like, holy crap! I know. Yeah, the first. I feel like that was one of the main. There's not very many first episodes that's totally got me into a show before. I think Lost is that show, right? Lost is the is the quintessential that blows that blew my mind that first. Yeah, episode. I know. Like they, yeah. I feel um, like Game of Thrones. If I based it on the first episode, I would not have kept watching it. I think that's what the many many TV shows. It takes upwards of like six at or least seven three. Episodes. Yeah. Usually, it's the first three. You you gotta like stay committed before you get into it. And that's why I'm giving a. Buyer beware, but not too bad kind of... Uh, Is that to Dominion? Yeah, it's a Dominion, yeah. So it was a pretty, like, 
good first episode? Pretty good first episode. It has a couple actors I do like. There was a show called Kings that was on NBC um, a couple years ago, maybe three or four years ago, that I really liked and was canceled prematurely, I, in my mind, Kings. Yeah. And the, the, the character on there, which was the 2B, one of the main characters on that show is in this show, and he's playing, like, the chosen one in this show, which he, spoiler alert, FYI. Um, and then on Kings, he played a very similar character. He was the chosen one. Yeah. Um, so um, very, that show was excellent. Kings was a great show, and they killed it way too soon. Um, this, this show it has potential, so we'll see. Also, Falling Skies, which is on, I think it's on its third or fourth season now, uh, on TNT, which is an alien invasion show, uh, premiered... Third or fifth? Third or fourth. Oh. That premiered last, like, this last week. Um, And that show is, I think, very good for what it is. Um, But it's like many of the shows that you get frustrated with. It's like 10-episode arc, and then it it doesn't come back for a year. So you have like two months of it and then 12, 10 months without. Oh yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. I don't like um, that. So then also, uh, to keep on the media train, I did watch a documentary. I do have a passion for um, learning about business and economics and stuff like that. Yeah, I think and it's interesting stuff. So I watched a show called... Some, it's actually a documentary on Netflix right now uh, that's streaming on Netflix called Something Ventured. And it was yeah. a story about Silicon Valley and venture capitalism, starting from the very first um, venture capitalist firm, all the I mean, way. You to... talked about that, and that just like the idea of venture capitalism like hadn't existed before. I totally didn't know that. Yeah, so it was always like the way it used to work. I mean, it was crazy. It was like, what's your? Essentially, it was like old classic bank bank lending, right? Yeah. The idea was like if you had. Uh, capital or like not capital um, you had to put up you had to have something to get something so it's like what do you own what's the thing that you have that we can borrow against you have a car do you have a house do you have a building do you have this do you have that and that was like the traditional way that people were getting their um, their money so yeah uh, there was these group of eight individuals who wanted to start a company um, that was uh, rooted in in silicon chips chip making um, I can't. Yeah. Remember, I unfortunately, this is terrible. I can't remember the name of a company. Obviously, very important. <laughs> um, so they ended up looking around. Can't find. They can't find anyone. Anyone to give them money. They go. Uh, I forget. They head east. Okay. Yeah. And they find some guy out on the east coast who's willing to give them money to do this. Um, and that was the one of the first venture capital deals at the time. And it just so happened that it started in Silicon Valley. Now, here's what ha- here's because they were all going to Stanford or whatever. They were all in that area, or maybe they worked for IBM. I forget. There was essentially they were all there. They started the company there, and that is what started Silicon Valley. Yeah. Then, then what happened was is that that company it was very stodgy. It was done on East Coast bias, okay, and done very traditionally. In that the cr- the founders, the entrepreneurs that started that company had no equity or no stake in that company, and they were they were feeling pissed off. Yeah. So they branched off, okay, and they started a new company, which was ultimately Intel, okay, I believe. And those guys, at that point, venture capitalism had started uh, taking its roots because uh, they were starting to see uh, returns 
and there was like essentially there were financial and investment eye bankers and investment bankers. And yeah, because originally, originally they weren't even sure if there was going to be any returns. Right. So it proved the model. It proved the model, and because these guys had successfully started another company, it was perceived to be less risky. So they they and they didn't have really a business plan. They just went in and said, "We're starting a company," kind of thing. Yeah. And, and um, and then the this person who had the foresight and knowledge is just like, "I'm going to do it." Put some money in, and uh, and they he made a lot of money on it. And from that point on. Um, it just so happened that this all happened in the San Francisco area. It could have happened anywhere. Detroit. Yeah, yeah, Detroit, totally. Yeah, you know, Texas, whatever. Um, that was the founding uh, the founding of, or the beginning of, uh, of uh, venture capitalism. And they, they, they talked about a, most of these guys, oh, by the way, they showed, like, it was this is the 50s and the 60s and whatever. Yeah. And um, all, all white dudes. They were they were like and here's Harvard Harvard Business School and because a lot of these investment bankers and venture capitalists went to business school Harvard and yeah. they, were, they showed a picture it was a bunch of white dudes in suits like in class they wore suits in class that was pretty it was pretty that is kind of cool um I really I never saw anyone do that and um so that was the wave and then you know they went this documentary goes through a a whole history. All the way up until roughly around 2010, because I think that's when the the documentary was made, and it talked about you know Apple, Apple and their venture capitalism, and um, Google, uh, Cisco. Um, I'm trying to think of some Intel, the first one, and and uh, and then also the stories around the people who do the like the very famous. Yeah, it sounds um, like a pretty good documentary. Do you know what the documentary was called? Yeah, it's called Something Ventured. Oh. Yeah, the something wasn't like a fill-in. No, no, it was something ventured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, very, very interesting, especially if you're into that sort of thing or you want to learn about that sort of yeah, thing. It's like the origin of all of these new TV shows, like uh, Silicon Valley and whatever that one that Amazon Video had. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the. Um... Oh yeah, you were also saying that like, pretty much all the founders basically got kicked out after the company got big enough. Right, so that's so that's the thing. What are invest? What are venture capitalists trying to do? Make money, and yeah. these people, these entrepreneurs, they come in. It's their baby, but ultimately, they kick the baby out of the bathwater because they want to make money. Do they use that, or do you just make that up? <laughs> they kick the baby out of the bathwater. Isn't that that's a saying, right? That's what I don't saying. know. I never heard it. I um, wouldn't be surprised, but so is, such, what was that? That's a weird saying. It's definitely a saying. They kick the baby out of the bathwater, and they, um, they, they like Steve Jobs was fired in '85. Yeah. Um, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the creators of of um, Google? Google, were put in. They were not. They brought in Eric Schmidt to be CEO. That's actually one of the few success stories because um, the CEO that they brought in ultimately, Larry, uh, Schmidt, Eric Schmidt, stepped down, and the fa- Larry Page took over. Yeah, one of the founders. So that's actually one of the few success stories. That's probably why they're so successful. Probably. Um, and then uh, uh, Cisco, they went over. Though that one was vicious. That one they freaking just fired the people. That's probably um, why that one sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was interesting is that the entire film, the entire film, is all about men, and the one that they focused on the firing of was the woman. The really? Woman, she a woman was that's, that's sexist. Well, that they didn't say it, but it was hinted at. Um, no, no, yeah. I mean sexist. Then I mean there were so many other people who got fired, but in the documentary, 
they totally like focused on just the chick. Well, I think they focused on the chick because she was the literally the first like first female to be because she was a technical person. It wasn't like she. No, did, but why did they focus on her being fired then? Uh, because it was bad. It was really bad. It was really and it was interesting and it hadn't been told. Jobs being fired has been told like a thousand times. Yeah, that's true. I've never, I've never, I didn't even know these people, and I watched and and I was like, holy crap, that was a crazy story. Um, I know that's pretty interesting, and it, it would be interesting because those are like tying into companies that totally are making a difference in our lives. Yes, it's not like some sort of like abstract thing. Like these are everyday type. You definitely have used all of them. Oh, by the way. Your headphone moving just uh, made your hair stick up a bit. As oh, yeah? a friend of a friend. <laughs> How about that? But, uh... Do I have anything like teeth? I don't know. I just turned <laughs> it down so you can't see my teeth. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and that, that was really good. I also watched a documentary on Elon Musk, which I won't get into, but that guy's crazy. Yeah, I know that guy's... But Wait, like a whole documentary on just him? That sounds cool, too. Yeah, it was just on him, and uh, he is... I, I just don't want to say a visionary, but if 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 Elon Musk's future happens, yeah, we're going to be a better society. That's cool. I mean, I feel like Google is doing that, too. Like, it's just that they're powerful enough to, like, push things through. Like, the, I think I talked about it last week, the automated car stuff. Right. Like, they're big enough that they can push the regulation through to make it actually happen. Uh, like, anyone else, like, would... I don't know, I feel like they're doing pretty good stuff. Well, like, I mean, Elon Musk, his thing, his patents, he just, like, said, fuck it, you could use them. I don't care I anymore. Know, with uh, the Volts, or no, the Tesla stuff, that is way yeah. cool. Yeah. That's like, that's, like, the best thing you could do for the industry, you know? Yeah, you just said, like, we've made these innovations, and if you could do it, you could do it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. go at it. And... I, uh, that totally like makes a huge difference. Yeah, he's he's a really impressive guy. I don't know if I really kind of like him. He comes off a bit like an asshole, but the thing is, is like he's, I mean, he's smarter. Uh, I mean, he has a, a vision and he's looking. He's trying to do it. So you kind of have to be an asshole if you want to. See I always him. think of the asshole. I mean, I feel like the classic asshole visionary guy would be Steve Jobs. Yes. But I always think of uh, Iron Man, the whatever. Stark, right? Well, you'll you'll be happy to know that Elon Musk was the was actually um, Robert Downey Jr. based his character on Elon Musk. Really? And Elon Musk had a cameo appearance in Iron Man, one of them. What? Really? Yeah, because that's totally like how I just I never pre-heard that or anything. That's just totally how I would imagine. Because he's kind of a dick, but he's like super smart and stuff, you know. Yeah, so uh, they mentioned it in the documentary that Robert Downey Jr. I guess they're friends or whatever, and they and he based his character of of Tony Stark on Elon Musk. Wow, impre- that's cool. I'm glad I could even notice too. Yeah, good it's for you. Good. It's a it was a good depiction then. Yes. So um, speaking of Google, uh, this is not in our show notes, but I saw that Google during the I/O, which you have some things that you wanted to talk about about the yeah. I/O. Um, cons- uh, I'll just throw this out there. Google today, or it came out today, but they said it a couple days ago, that 100,000 people died needlessly because health data is not shared. Oh, yeah? I didn't hear that. So, you know, like the HIPAA laws and stuff where you can't, like, share data between things? and Yeah, you, yeah. They're saying if that they were able to mine data and go they in... They find that, like, way more, like... That is totally true. 
So here's my question. Would you be willing to sacrifice your private health care, uh, like your health information, to a larger database, even if it had your personal information in there, for the greater good, and potentially find something to help you? Uh, probably. I mean, I guess it would depend on how they did it. To Google, I guess, probably. I mean, even though, like, they're super big, like, I and I don't, like, necessarily trust them. I trust them more than anyone else that, like, I would give all my information to. Don't be evil? Yeah. I mean, even though, like, clearly, like, they're not totally... I mean, it's just people can be corrupt, and, like, once you have it, like, it's there, but I don't know. It so, is true that, like, they would be able to data mine and find stuff out. I mean, it would be like a giant case study, you know what I mean? Right, with a, a huge, a way bigger pool of, of usage. Like, yeah, usage. I mean, and you could, like, do historic stuff and, like, things, too. I mean, I feel like the privacy is really not that important unless, like, you're being discriminated against because of some sort of thing, which is really the only concern. Right, I, or, I, I or like, yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? Right. But it's just like being discriminated because you have some sort of thing that you didn't want to tell people. Right. Which I guess is basically what embarrassment is, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know you wanted to talk about I.O., so why don't you give me a rundown? There was a lot of yeah. announcements that Google so made. I thought the Google I.O. was pretty cool. Like, I just saw the, the um, keynote or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, their new version of Android. It's weird they didn't come up with a name yet. It's just called L because it's going to start with L. But people thought it would be Lollipop or, like, something like that. But it's... Or, uh, well, I can't remember the other potentials, but it's just... They just call it L, Android L. But hold the on, previous edition... Hold on out. one second. Hold on one second. For those of you who don't know, could you just... Because I, I have a strong suspicion that viewers who watch the show may not know what Google I.O. is. Why don't you give yeah. them a brief... Oh, yeah, it's the Google Developer Conference where they release, or they talk about all of their new things that they've been working on the last year, and they have it yearly. So they'll just, like, talk about their new technologies or what they're planning to do this year. So then they had talked about their new Android operating system that they're releasing. And uh, it has some cool features. It's not, like, way different or anything, but it has, like, a kind of visual redesign and a little sleeker and stuff. Did you see the pot shot that um, Android took at um, Apple about widgets? No, I didn't see that. I mean, like, it's clear, but, like, I didn't see anything about that. Essentially, like, during I.O., they had a little spreadsheet of, like, the OS. Yeah. The, the iterations of OS, and it was like, here's widgets, and it was, like, Android, like, 2000, I don't know, 6 or whatever. I know, yeah, it's, like, the <laughs> first episode, the first... Uh, Series and they were like and uh, Apple oh, uh, iOS eight you know twenty fourteen yeah right yeah oh the other one cool thing that they have which I don't quite understand how it's going to work is they have a new set of standards for uh, like low end Android phones so they're going to give designs to manufacturers like just cheap Chinese and Indian manufacturers that will. Uh, like, at a baseline, they can produce it themselves at the cheap rate, but they, ha like, have to meet, like, a Google, like, base of, like, hardware stuff. So you don't get a bunch of crapware and, like, third-party stuff. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't quite see how it works, but it's phones that are under $100. Which is a nice price point. Yeah. I mean, like, for a decent phone. I mean, decent as in, like, you know, 
the crappy ones that you get. But still totally cool because all phones are pretty decent at this point. <laughs> but uh, other than that, they released all more information about their Google Wear, which is their Google Watch stuff. And uh, two of them came out, which was the Samsung one and the LG one are available for purchase right now after the Google I.O. But the Motorola one, which is the one that I've been waiting for, is not out till later this summer, which is really disappointing. Yeah, but then, uh, they also announced Google um, Chrome TV, which seems weird because Google TV kind of failed, and now they just rebranded it, I think rebranded it, Chrome TV. I don't even know. I think it is just... Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's dumb. I think Chromecast is, like, totally enough. I don't understand why you need something else. Well, then they said it's, it works with Chromecast, and I'm like, why do you need... Like, to me, that just... I don't know. It's redundant, yeah. Yeah, it's redundant technology, so I'm not really sure what they're trying to do there. Yeah, me either. I I, I think the whole, like, set-top box thing is kind of dumb. Like, Chromecast makes way more sense because then it just uses the screen. I don't think there should be any interface on it. Like, you just control it with your phone. I just want it to pump right to my brain. I don't even need a screen. Seriously, I know. That's what uh, Google, the next Google Glass maybe. Hopefully. By the way, Google Glass, are we ever going to see a um, consumer model that's priced? Of, of, like? I, I don't know. Like, So they did, I guess they bumped the specs up on it, so like they upgraded the hardware, but it looks the same. And now they're selling it, but it's like $1,000 or something. It's not like a mainstream thing. But they did give everyone who is at Google I.O. their uh, Google Cardboard, which is just a cardboard cutout with two lenses in it that's basically the same as Oculus Rift. And then they have, it's open source, too, so you can just get the stuff. They have, like, a list of how to cut it out and all the designs. Pretty easy to make. But then uh, it has the API for your phone, which is the important part, that will make your phone actually, like, change to be uh, 3D from just the cardboard, which is pretty cool. So but it is pretty much exactly the same as Oculus Rift at that point but only, like, $20 or something. I'm trying to remember the name of the... of the. Uh, oh, did you see for Google Glass, have you seen the nickname that they call people who've been wearing them around town? Oh, glass holes. Glass holes, yeah, totally yeah. funny, yeah. I, I think that's pretty funny. Um, I think so, that's pretty much it for Google I.O., though. I can't think of any... Uh, oh, they have a fitness thing where it's... or health... It's gonna like track stuff, but I don't right. know. That seems... that, so that during that presentation is when he mentioned Larry Page, the CEO, mentioned the thing about the hundred thousand people dying. That, oh, that really? Google, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that's when he mentioned it. I mean, I guess that is true. If like if they have the health thing on there, and then they they just get like heart rates and all just regular health info, and then you click to share, they don't need to have all of the you know actual documents because they can still crowdsource the information from that, which would be pretty useful too. Right. It's actually, it's a if you, if you watch the show Continuum, which I like, it's on. It's also a sci-fi show. It's actually the season finale is tomorrow night, third season. Um, yeah. There's a device that the guy created that does healthcare. It, I'm sorry, it's like a band that you wear, but it does. It's it essentially does a lot more than just monitor your health. It'll save your life, but it'll also emotionally balance you a little bit too. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. But you gotta watch. It's it's an interesting concept. The show itself has gone a little off its rails. The first two seasons were spectacular. This season's not been as good. Um, Do you think like, is it continuing? I think it is continuing. It's a Canadian show that airs on Sci-Fi. Never so. mind then. Uh, no, 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 no. But here's the thing. I'm just kidding. 
here's the thing. It's a Canadian show shot in Vancouver, but it's like every American show shot in Vancouver. So you see all of the same actors you would see in American shows because you know how they shoot American shows in Vancouver? They just yes. use, It's essentially the same pool of actors, and the production quality is pretty high, so you wouldn't even notice that that it wasn't an American show. <laughs> Except every once in a while they say, what's this all about? Do they really? Well, not in those phrases, but you could hear their Canadian accents that break out. Yeah. Um, one last announcement before we get into the review roulette. Um, this week, uh, this we you know we lot talk about media and technology. It's probably, I, I would say that's probably our main uh, kind of vision for this program. Oh, well, um, I've never heard it summarized like that, but I guess that's true. Media and technology. Yeah. It sounds like interesting and boring at the same time. <laughs> and politics. I always, I always hated the term multimedia. That's the dumbest term ever. That's why I didn't say, we don't focus on multimedia. We focus on media and technology. I know, but I think I just don't. Media sounds boring. Oh, fine. In my uh, opinion. Entertainment. Ooh, well, then that just, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyways. Anyway, the the factors that we focus on the things that people enjoy and love and make a difference in our lives. So the, um, how about that? Is that better for you? That's way better. Um, The, uh, now that I've stated our vision statement, we need to follow the, for the rest of the, for every ever podcast. Summary on the Google thing. Finally, we have one after episode 25. Yeah. Um, Also, if you, uh, we, like I said, if you're, if you're following us, we're on Twitter you can reach us at, at Fresh and Par. Um, you can also reach us on Facebook or email us at Fresher and what is it? Fresher. Uh, well, you can reach Fresher at Fresher at FresherandParlance.com, or you can reach me at Parlance at Parlance yeah. and or FresherandParlance.com. Um, we're really available anytime, anywhere. If you want us yeah, to come on so this show, uh, so many. You know, we're in the social space. It's yeah, and we're on our website at FresherandParlance.com. Right, exactly. So uh, now that those plugs are out of the way, since we do focus on things that make lives better or interesting or more uh, improves the quality of our life, um, the big Supreme Court decision came out this week, Mr. Fresher. Yeah. Um, Aereo, which was this um, $8 a month service that allowed you to record broadcast TV on your mobile phone. It was like a DVR service for your phone. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard of it. You haven't heard of Aereo? No. Well, it was a big deal. So essentially, they opened it up a bunch of markets, and it was allowing people to essentially record TV on their devices over the air, their local channels, and then have them stored in the cloud and then play them at 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 any given time. I mean, you could do that with a Slingbox or something too. Correct, but this was just its own deal, and it was way cheaper—only eight dollars a month. Yeah, I mean, was, Slingbox wasn't a subscription. Yeah. So um, the broadcasters sued. Yeah. Specifically CBS, because CBS makes charges. So the argument was it was on copyright and a lot of that stuff, but the main argument was for revenue. So yeah. when you're watching, let's say you're a Comcast subscriber or a Time Warner, let's say you're a Time Warner subscriber in New York. For Time Warner to pay to cover, um, get the local channels, so get like you know the the NBC affiliate, the CBS affiliate, the ABC affiliate, they have to pay those affiliates or whoever owns those affiliates the right to retransmit that, that signal. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though, like, that people, the company pays that, people could just cut that off and get it themselves, right? They could just put an antenna on their TV and get that. But yeah. because they're distributing through a cable, it's called retransmission fees. And CBS roughly charges around $2 right now, $2 per person 
for their Yeah. But they suck at judging that, too, though. Who does? Uh, like, oh, you mean every subscriber in your network? Right. So right now, if oh, you're yeah. like if you're in time if you're a time order customer in New York City, two dollars of your bill is going to pay to get that CBS content into your bill. Yeah. It's your cable service. Uh, the other ones are like NBC, ABC, Fox. They're like fifty cents. They're like not even close because CBS has football, and oh, yeah. and they have the um, one of the Fox has football too, but um, CBS also has the number one the number one shows. On TV right now, so they charge. Yeah. They com- yeah, they command a higher price. Like what? Uh, CSI, whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this there's a whole. So anyway, so this the CBS suit said, hey, you're doing this. This is illegal. And um, Ariel's like, fuck you. It's not illegal. Anyone could get the antenna. Anyone could have an antenna. And anyone could get this. Yeah. Um, well, so that it went all the way up. Area 1, CBS 1. Area 1, CBS 1. It finally made it way to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And it went to the Supreme Court. It came down that um, Ariel lost. They lost? They lost. So CBS and all those won. So, here's the so deal. So, like, secured retransmission fees. So that's what it's... So the price is probably going to go up for that service. It's not going to kill the service. It's just going to make the service more expensive. And so it'd make it the same as cable at that point, then. They're just another cable provider. Well, it'll be like... It'll be probably more a little bit like maybe double the price of... Um, like a, It'll probably be like eight, like $12 or $13 a month. So Forbes is saying that it's going to be 11 to $13. Yeah. So it says here that CBS squeezes $2 per month uh, fees per customers at Time Warner... And CB, uh, 50 cents is what the other networks are getting. And then um, this is the one interesting fact that I wanted to bring up because here's the thing. Broadcasts are hurting. They're getting destroyed. They're getting yeah, yeah. Nobody, so, like, watches broadcasts anymore. So I, I was reading this story, and the Forbes, this Forbes article, which I sent you the link to, said back in 2011, Vulture, which I guess is a, a magazine, did a kind yeah. of a, 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 like, how bad things have gotten for networks. In 1995, which was like 20 years ago, do you remember the show Grace Under Fire? Yeah, yeah. A rerun on a Tuesday in March could get 27.3 million viewers. And that yeah. was a rerun in 1995. And it was also, like, super not rated, like... Also not funny, right? <laughs> right? I mean, but, it like... Brett, Brett Butler, it wasn't funny. It wasn't a good show. yeah. That's what I'm saying. In 2014, the highest rated show is NCIS, a CBS show. Yeah. It doesn't even reach that number. People people just aren't interested in TV as much, I think. Right. So that's why these CBS and they're they're fighting for any revenue source possible because they, they just need to get revenue somewhere because they're losing, they're bleeding money. Yeah, I mean, I think that it won't last so much longer. I was, I thought it was cool on the Xfinity app. You can totally watch live TV. Right, and so we, we as consumers who pay for that service, they, we pay for that. So we pay to have that. Yeah. Right. So when you're paying sixty-five to hundred dollars per cable service bill, yeah, you're essentially paying for ESPN. Even though if you don't watch ESPN, ESPN is the most expensive network to acquire. Yeah. You're, when you when Viacom when Viacom so essentially 
uh, like Comcast or Time Warner pays these companies to get that content, and then what those companies do, Viacom, for instance, bundles. So it's like, oh, you want MTV? Or, oh, you want Comedy Central? Well, you can't get just one. You have to buy them all. Yeah. So um, that's why the fees are so high. So, th- so at, at some point, there has to be a, a come-to-Jesus moment for this whole industry. Um, but in the end, I think Aereo might save broadcasters. You think so? I do. I do. I do think so. Because what's going to happen is, is that Netflix, in my mind, Netflix is a broadcaster. Yeah, no, pretty much. I mean, all of the streaming things are. Right? So, I think it'll be annoying, like, just the broadcast thing of not having on-demand. Right. Well, that's the thing. They do have a... The broadcast does have a... Anyone could go, regardless of being a cable subscriber or not, you could go to abc.com and watch an ABC program. Yeah. You could download the mobile app and pretty much get the program. So then I don't see, like, why... It seems like that's what they've moved to. So this is just like a no, middle because ground. It's not a middle ground because what's this this the reason why I'm saying this is that they're getting two dollars per user every month. Yeah. What I'm saying is that those they're not they, I don't think they've monetized two dollars per user on the ad revenue for display revenue because that's their only means of of adverti- you know advertising is their only means of revenue for those. So I think they need like a Netflix or they need these other technology companies come in and fill the gap because there's the, the way people consume TV is changing. People are cutting cords. They're, they're going to lose money. They're going to lose revenue because people aren't going to have cable. So they need these other places. And that's why, and I, this is my bridging my gap into the, the what I wanted to mention, is that uh, Netflix just announced that they're doing a talk show with Chelsea Handler, a late-night talk show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but is that going to be live? That's what I. That's the thing. I think it is, and that's why I'm saying like Netflix is a broadcaster right now. So basically, we're also uh, starting. We're we're on the the trend curve of doing a live, you know, online show. <laughs> right, right. It's only a matter of time before we're on Netflix. I know. <laughs> basically, <laughs> um, I think but... we need a little higher production value before that. <laughs> Well, you know, if Netflix wanted to pay us, I'd be more than happy to throw some swirly graphics on here and get a few writers. If my full-time job was this show... It'd get be a way... few writers? That would be Dude. cool. Yeah, it'd be way better. Dude, if we had... So research... if anyone wants to volunteer uh, to write for us, you should uh, email us at, uh, at the show. Just, you know, send us a message, tweet us, PM tweet us or whatever that's called. <laughs> what is that called anyways? I think it's direct message or whatever. Oh, direct message. Private message. Also, we're in uh, the IRC like situation for that. You're more into the what's the that that weird dating <laughs> the the one that you saw the uh, Whitney Cummings talking about. <laughs> uh oh, is it yeah Tinder? Yeah, you're more into Tinder private messaging, but the uh, no, you can't yeah. message in Tinder. That's the thing. I that's how it works, I guess. So anyway, uh, even if you don't want to write for us, if you want to submit submit story ideas, that kind of aligns. Yeah, we, with... yeah, we haven't even got. Oh no, we have. Tom, Tom has. Yeah, Tom has done it a lot of times. He's a so, diehard. So um, it's time to get into it. Really? We're like you rule it. Yeah, we're running late today. So everyone, this is the point of the show. We're fresher in parlance. See if uh, you can do it any faster this time. I don't think I can. <laughs> you um, do it pretty fast. Where we randomly select a movie from the Netflix catalog. Uh, then the following week, we reviewed that movie. Last week, uh, actually, it was two weeks ago. When our, or was it three weeks ago? No, it was two. Oh, actually, well, continue. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's been a while. 
Um, where, as actually, this show, this movie was selected by our guest host, Mr. Brian Edsel from the Prodigal Sons podcast. Um, so we randomly select the title from the uh, Netflix catalog, and then the following week we review it. So you two can watch at home and follow along so we don't spoil the shit out of it. Um, yeah, and then you actually know what we're talking about. Yeah, and the last movie that we selected from the catalog was a movie starring Paul Rudd called Prince Avalanche. Prince Avalanche. So, Mr. Fresher. So, I was going to uh, lead in with, since it has been a while, I actually couldn't find what the movie was, and I started watching the previous one, which was the uh, time band thing, or timer or whatever. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, I mean, I knew that it was wrong because I was like, wait, no, I'm pretty sure they talked about this, but it was actually all right movie. I probably watched like 15 minutes of it or something instead of just turning it off. Like, after hearing your guys' uh, review of it, like, you know, it made a lot more sense. Like, the band things, what they look like and all that, like, seemed like an all right movie. So what you're saying is, is that if you were an outsider listening to a review roulette, what we offered enhanced the movie viewing experience and did not Definitely. Yeah. I feel like even just listening to it and then watching it after, which, uh, just a hint, people could do that too still made it better because I knew what you had talked about already and it made it more interesting to think about. Awesome. But, so anyway, let's anyway. get into this movie because people don't want to hear about no time or crap. We talked about that three episodes ago, two episodes yeah. ago. So what did you think of Prince Avalanche? I, it was okay. It was, ki- I, it was kind of boring, but like it was really like... It wasn't very... I don't know. I feel like it was all style and, like, not much story, but the story was, like, kind of lame, and the style kind of, like, was okay, but it was kind of extreme or whatever. So here's... I'm going to give you a brief... um, I know that you you researched it more. I just, like, went into it or whatever. I I think I always do a little research after the movie, especially if there's, like, a couple of remaining questions that I want to fill my brain in on. Um, So this was a... uh, I would say a modern-day uh, road movie. So in the uh, akin to kind of what we would think of as, like, Easy Rider, uh, the Dennis Hopper movie, or uh, there's, like, a thousand road movies out there. But this one was low-budget, independent, shot in 15 day, uh, 15, two weeks or 15 days with, like, 15 people crew. It, was I don't, it definitely didn't look low-budget, I don't think. Right. It, it looked really good. And this guy directed a couple other more yeah. big, bigger-budget films. Um, and it was about... Uh, it took place in 1988 which was a shitty year. Shitty year. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and in Texas, uh, uh, with the two guys, uh, uh, Paul Rudd played the older gentleman, and then there was a younger character who was the brother of his girlfriend that yeah. he hired to, to kind of just as a favor to his, his girlfriend. So... Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, like, were you going to do the premise now? Because I was just going to do the super short what the situation was. You could go through the super short situation. I was just going to say, basically, the whole movie is two guys painting lines on a highway in an old, like, where a forest fire had burnt everything down. Doesn't sound like what the name is at all, I don't think. I don't even get Prince Avalanche. I don't understand that title at all. They did do, like, the whole namesake thing in the middle of the movie, and it was pretty dumb. What did he say? I don't remember it. Uh, Let's see. You're talking the titular line? They, yeah, they said, like, you know, it's it's when they were pissed at each other, and then, like, they uh, 
they kind of made up, and then they said, like, I read this pamphlet, blah, 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 whatever, and then they're like, it's kind of like, um, you know, no, 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 this is when it was. So, uh, he, like, he read the letter, no, we're skipping all over the place now again, but You're all over he read the, the letter that said that they broke up, and he didn't, like, he did it secretly, and then the guy was pissed that he's like, you read my letter, what the hell? But then later he was talking about where he got the vodka or booze from, and he's like, you told the truck driver that, like, uh, that she broke up too? And he was like, no, no, I didn't tell him that. Like, uh, I told him about the prince and uh, the avalanche or something like that. That was uh, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so you kind of filled in a lot of the plot points here. Essentially, they're on the road, they're living, camping, eating off the land, very nature-y. Um, and then during the weekend, the young kid goes to town, the, old, the Paul Rudd character stays there, stays back. Um and just lives and fishes and kind of, like, meets this woman who's, like, looking for her past goods because her house burned down in the fire that happened the previous year. The young kid comes back. Uh, some He's like, oh, I forgot to give you this after a couple of days. It, and it was a letter where his sister had broke up with him, unbeknownst to the person who was the, the younger kid. Uh, yeah. The guy, Paul Rudd freaks out. Paul Rudd's character freaks out, goes, drives, calls the thing. In the meantime, the young kid reads the letter, uh, comes back, and Paul Rudd kind of like and him have a spat because he read the letter. They beat each other up. They fall over. Yeah, they're they run. like super pissed. They're like, yeah. I feel they're like just, that resolved way too. So like basically 80% of the movie was just like this build up nature thing. They're being bored doing like, I don't know why they worked that hard. Like why did, the road was already paved. Wouldn't they have just put the stripes on it when they paved it? They could have just come through with a truck. Like, but they're doing it all manually and, like, manually, like, hammering <laughs> in the, like, mile marker things. And, like, uh, they're, sti- like, using a Coke gun to, like, uh, put the, like, little bumps in the line. Like, it's super... I, I, does anyone, like, make lines on a highway that manually? And they weren't even doing a good job. Like, they were, like, totally, like, messing around. Like, that would have never got done. Yeah, it was... So, yeah, so anyway... That seems unrealistic to me. And also that they'd, that they'd sleep out there. I feel I like you could go home and come back. It's not going to save that much time. Right. Well, that was the thing, is that Paul Rudd's character could have gone back, but he liked to be one with nature, which yeah. is why she broke up with him. Because he was too distant. Too distant. He wasn't there for her. Um, so then they get uh, this old gentleman who had met them earlier and then comes back and keeps giving them sodas and, and grain alcohol. Yeah. Um, comes back, gives the young kid a case, and he's like, you're going to need this for when your your friend comes back after he's been broken up with. They drink the liquor, they get drunk, they go on a bender, they throw things into the creek. They yeah, paint- and they like paint the lines all wiggly and like they're painting lines around their, you know, their silhouette and whatever. Then... They find out that, uh, as, that as the movie's teetering away and puttering... It's literally puttering away like their shit-ass Texas paint truck. That truck was cool, though. That Jeep was awesome. And the Texas logo thing was way cool. And um, they're puttering away, and they see this woman, and both this young guy and Paul Rudd had seen this woman multiple times. Uh, old guy... The, the young guy had seen the woman come out of the old guy's truck, and he's like, who is that young old woman in your truck. And he's like, what are you talking about? There was no old woman in my truck. He's like, no, dude, there was, um, which is then affirmed previously because Paul Rudd talked to this woman. And then later, as at the very end of the movie, 
They see the woman again, but she's unacknowledging them. Uh, the old guy comes up in the truck. She gets but in. They, Sorry, go ahead. They both saw her too, which is unghostly. Uh, right. Well, they're. I guess you become one. You become one with the land. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, she gets in the truck with the gentleman, and he's like, "Who's that lady in your truck?" He's like, "There's no lady in my truck." And then, and then he's like, "No, there's." And Paul Rudd shuts up the kid. And he's like, "If there weren't a lady in the truck, would you take care of her?" And he's like, "You bet I would." And he's like, "That's all they need to know." And then they yeah. he drives away. The lady's in the truck, and she was clearly the ghost because it, I, we forgot to mention the one thing. They said that there was fire the previous year, which you had mentioned. Four people had died. She apparently was one of them that died and was a ghost. And then as the truck moves away, uh, not the old guy truck, but their truck and turns the corner, we see four, three young kids playing ball in the middle of nowhere with no parents. And it is a assumption that the, those three children are the, the three other dead uh, ghosts that are there present. But we didn't look up whether that's the actual, what happened in the fires or whatever. No, right. Well, who knows if it's a true story. I don't, it's not like, they don't have to even root it in facts. They could just oh, make that's it. that's true. Yeah. I was wondering, they, they started out with a bunch of fire, like forest fire footage. Where did they get that? I thought the exact same thing. The, that, that the fire had been in that park like two, week, two, two months prior, so maybe they just shot it because it was all impromptu. He, yeah. saw the, he saw the fire, took the footage, wrote the script. This is what I heard. That's crazy. And then the old woman that was in the movie, the old, the ghost? Yeah, like it actually like was at her house or whatever. It, well, she wasn't in the script. Yeah. So, so they were just shooting, and she was there looking at her house, and that was actually, I think, her the ruins of her house. And they liked her. They thought she was like a, a great story. Ma'am, I'm sorry, my nose is running and stuff. I had a sneeze attack. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and – uh, they put her in the movie, and it became like I think she was the most interesting part of the whole movie. They created this ghost character. It totally, it totally was interesting, and her story was good too when they talked to her at her house. But uh, I thought overall in the music too. I mean, in the movie. Which, the by the way, was... by the way, everything she said was true. Oh really? Yeah, that wasn't scripted. That was her story. That's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, like it's sad, but cool, I guess. But the music in the movie, I thought was too intense. I didn't think it matched at all. I didn't like the music. Like, I guess it was all right music, but it made every scene seem like something, like, super, like, crazy was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, it was, the, like, my... way too intense for every part. Like, the cooking, he was cooking, and it's like, it's not, I thought someone was going to sneak up on him or, like, something was going to explode. The music was so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my favorite scene of the whole film, outside of the, him meeting the woman and her talking about the, 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 her being a pilot and looking for the book, yeah. My favorite scene in the whole film is when the young kid comes back from his weekend and he's yeah. wearing these really chill sunglasses. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's wearing a lab coat and a gold calculator, like a gold calculator <laughs> watch. She's like, she's like, check out this. He's like, yeah, I just bought this sweet coat. And, and Paul Red's like, cool, cool. Very new yeah. wave, very new wave. I like it, I like it. He's like, yeah. She's like, check out my new watch. It's like also a calculator. I paid $38 for this. And, and Paul Red's like... Paul Wright's like, cool, cool. Is it? He's like, is it? Uh, is it? Is it waterproof? He's like, fifty meters. 50 I know, meters. yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. They use meters for everything. Like they got they. That was weird. Like they didn't use miles for anything. They used only meters. That is true. Yeah. Like in several occasions. But also, I don't know how they got that because they were crazy drunk. I don't know how they got that drunk on just three bottles. 
For two people? Three bottles of grain liquor. Have you ever tried that shit? It makes you go blind. I mean, it's the whole day. I don't know. For two people? So anyway, I actually kind of like the film, and I would be totally cool. I would love to make a film with Paul Red in the middle of the woods for 15 days. I mean, like, I like that. I didn't know about the 15 days thing. That does make it more impressive. And a lot of the... They tried to do a lot of artsy shots, which... Some of them were good, but some of them were dumb. Like, probably my favorite shot is when they're driving down the street, but the camera's, like, on the front of the Jeep thing. And so, like... And the focus, is, just the like, focus on, the, on the, the reflection and not on them? Yeah, but the, it's, like, you see them driving just, like, totally average, not doing anything. But then as they're going down the street, you can see the trees, like, on the slight tilted-up windshield. That was a really cool shot. Yeah, so they essentially what they did there was they focused on the reflection off the glass and not on the characters, and they yeah. let that they let that shot linger for like two minutes. Yeah, it was pretty and long, but you could it, the characters were still in focus because it wasn't that far away, but still like it was. But it looked you, really cool. You personally use your own personal depth of field on what to choose to look at. It's yeah. like, am I looking at because I kept looking at the sky and the wonderful picturesque beauty. And then I would look at, like, the characters, and I was like, holy shit, his leg is up. When did he put his leg up? Because I've been looking at the, you know, oh, the... Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah no, I thought that was a really good shot. That's probably my favorite scene. I actually think that's my favorite shot of the movie, because they did a lot of handheld um, camera from behind when they would be walking up the, the road, and it was so shaky. As a matter of fact, they started with this long, kind of running, shaky shot, and I was like, God, if this yeah. whole movie is... Sh- it wasn't steady. I didn't like, they did a lot of, like, close-ups of, like, eyes and, like, weird stuff, which it seems like something they do in, like, an artsy movie, but I didn't think it was, like, that good. I like that they bonded over the pamphlet, though. They were talking about, like, I read this pamphlet that when you get angry at someone, it's actually you just lashing out at stuff that you don't like about yourself. I read that in a pamphlet. And then the other guy was like, I read that pamphlet, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... Totally pamphlet bonding. I've yeah. never heard that before. <laughs> and then, like, um, he's like, "Are you are you still going to that? Uh, you still going to that uh, beauty beauty show?" Beauty oh yeah, the, the beauty show. They were gonna go pick up chicks at a beauty show, which is a pretty good idea. <laughs> and he's like, "I even know some of them. They're future Miss Americas." I know. Yeah. The, I love the, the like the the how I love the whole story when he goes home and he's like, "Bro." But the, the tire went flat on this car, and you know how hard it is to fix a flat on this car? Do you know? Do you know? And then I, I got know. home, and it was already past midnight, and I was in the kitchen, and I fell asleep standing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. His, his life sounded ridiculous. Yeah, he, I, uh, I know. He was always on the hunt for some puss, as he liked to call it. I know, it. yeah. He wanted to get it wet. <laughs> and then uh, he got a lady pregnant, which we didn't talk about, and the yeah. Paul Rudd's character was, like, imploring him to keep the child. It was, still, it was a pretty minor thing. I, don't, I thought the story was pretty dumb. I didn't like the story at all. The story wasn't good, but some of the dialogue was good. I love how when he was, like, he was talking about the woman getting pregnant, he referred to it as la abortion. Labortion. Oh, yeah, no, he said the wrong words for that. He said labortion, yeah. Yeah. But uh, also... um. That, you can't. I don't think you can learn languages that fast off of just cassette tapes. He was well, learning German. I don't think it was just one off. I think he sits in the woods and does this for the last three years. But I mean, I don't even know. I kind of don't think you could learn languages from cassette tapes. I don't think that works. It worked in 1988, dude. I guess, but there was I think no that's uh, much the movie. I don't know. Yeah, that was the movie. There was no uh, Rosetta Stone back in 1988. Yeah, I know. So, uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go for you first. What did you What did you review this film? Um, I'm checking my notes to see if there's anything else uh, worth mentioning. Oh yeah, they didn't. They never cleaned up the stuff that they messed up, which was dumb. That we know of. But still, like they're like they, I thought they were just gonna quit their job or something. But like that would be so much trouble. But they just glossed it over. Uh. Oh yeah, and also, so when they showed the breakup letter, there's no way you could read that. I paused it to read it, but like I had no idea that it was a breakup letter until like way later. Yeah, I don't think you were supposed to read it. But I mean, it said stuff, but it was not readable like at all because no, it was way too fast. No, it wasn't. I don't think. I think they purposely kind of glanced like past it, but I don't know. Yeah, it was probably oh, like. And a, also, like, so the the main guy, I forgot his name, right? Paul Rudd. Al- Alvin. 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 Probably. But, Alvin. That was uh, the Paul Rudd character. He was yeah. hanging out at some house too that had caution tape around it. That, like, was that his house that burnt down? No, he was just p- house playing or whatever. Because, like, there was a bunch of stuff, and I couldn't tell if that was his house or not. It but, wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was his house, no. Yeah, I guess that's 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 all I got. But I'm going to give this movie a three. Holy crap, that's low. Yeah. I mean, it, I feel like it was a good... Like, it. I didn't know it was low budget, but, like... I just didn't like the story, and the scenery was not enough to get higher. Like, I definitely wouldn't rewatch it, and I wouldn't suggest it to anyone. Okay, so I actually kind of like the movie. I'm going to give it a seven. Six. Six? Six. Did you just lower it because of me? You should say it originally. No, because I forget. I think seven is a threshold where I have to, like... Suggest it. Suggest that I kind of would suggest it. Well, I would suggest this with caveat, and that's why I give it six. Okay, that's good. So that's three and a six. So is that a five? Uh, three and a six is a nine. Four and a half. Five, I guess, if you're rounding up. Cool. So wait, should we do four point five then? Sure. All right. So we're giving it a four point five. All right. So let's. I lowballed it. So let's uh, let's let's pick our next movie. Let's. It's Pickerama time, and we're using uh, InstaWatcher, which is a pretty sweet site. We should really like get promoted by them or whatever, or get some sort of thing. But uh, it aggregates all of the Netflix movies and the other streaming services, so you can search them in like uh, different like data mining ways, like just by genre. Or we usually just do Rotten Tomato, which fresh Rotten Tomato. On are we going to pick a subcategory? No, just fresh Rotten Rotten Tomatoes fresh. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's pretty... Check it out, instawatcher.com. So I already... I have mine up already. I got mine, too. All right, I'll read mine first. Actually, you read yours first. You read yours first. All right, I'll do a horrible job reading again. So I got The Odd Couple. Have you seen that? I have. With with, uh, Jack Lemmon and... um... Probably. But it's... So this one's out, I guess, if you've already seen it. But it's tossed out of the house by his wife, Felix... Uh, Unger decided the best thing to do is move into his best pal, deliberately the devolved caveman, uh, Oscar Madison. Within days, the... Uh, yeah, it's Tony Randall, not Tony Curtis. Oscar yeah. and compulsive Neatnik, Neatnik, I've never heard that, Felix, are driv- driving each other's bonkers. Uh, great, great movie, and also it was turned into a TV show, I believe. 
Really? Oh, it's 3.8 Netflix rating. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 100%. Pick another one. Well, how, how, what's yours? VHS 2. VHS? VHS 2. Two private eyes investigating the disappearance of a student discover horrific content on a collection of VHS tapes in his home. But these videos don't just document evil. They actually contain a very dark presence. I don't know. I got Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oof. <laughs> so how long is yours? Uh, 95 minutes. Oh, yeah. Also, next week, we might have my chance to have a guest uh, host. So um, this movie might be with me and uh, my guest host, Todd. So maybe, keep that in maybe, mind when we're maybe. picking the movie. Yeah, so I'm picking VHS 2. <laughs> okay, VHS 2? Yeah. And by that's the way, better that, than Dracula. That's V forward slash H forward slash S forward slash 2. That's a weird way to do it. Oh, yeah, it showed up. All right, I'm putting it... Whoa, there's a skull on the cover. I didn't see that coming. That's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so that's picked. Well, it says here VHS 2 is raw and rough-edged and rude. It is also for the hardcore horror fan. A total blast. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing. All right, everyone. VHS 2. Okay, do you have anything else you want to cover? We kind of went a little bit long, so almost 90 minutes. I think so. I'm good. We, we talked about a lot of stuff, had a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining in the show. Like I said, you can reach out every uh, every. Yeah, that's, we've got a lot of plugs Today, yeah, yeah, at Fresh and Par at Twitter on Twitter, or Fresher Parlance Show on Facebook, or email us directly at either Fresher or Parlance if you want to reach out to us privately at uh, fresherandparlance.com, or if you so choose, you could leave a comment on our YouTube channel at any time. We love to respond back if you have show ideas, complaints, concerns, talk about Jeremy's. Oh, I'm sorry, Fresher's uh, eye patch. Yeah, yeah you, that's it's a, it's a popular topic. Popular topic. Uh, you want to criticize my choice of name, Parlance? Uh, you know, feel free to just you know it's chime a good in. Name. Yeah. So uh, again, this is uh, Parlance saying toodaloo. And this is Fresher signing out. Mm. Woo!